Uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm uh, proud to present a guest that has not been on the show in a while and hasn't behind, just been behind the mic, you know, just rocking the mic here. So I'm going to look up the trends, though, because he said, hey, you do the trends. And he had a specific request, so I'm looking it up here. What do I use? I forgot to have I use already, but uh, Tweetbot, maybe? United States. California, is that on here? No. Uh, let's see if... Uh, okay, well, I, I'll have to do that one. Okay, so I have it. I'm taking a picture of it. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to turn the mic over to my neighbor, Ray. And as far as, like, people, when I think how I want to be when I grow up, he's, he's smiling at me. Uh, this guy, he, he he always looks in the bright side of life, without a doubt. I'm not even being sarcastic. And I don't know how he does it. He he walks through life with his standing upright and, you know, engaging the world. And he's, he, oh, he's fake wiping a tear. He may be actually wiping a tear. But if you're new here, raise my neighbor. He He's an older guy. If you saw him, you'd say he's, I don't know. He won't, he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't think he cares if he, and we know how old he is, but I'd guess, what are you, Ray, like 62 years old? Uh, he's shrugging. He's about the youngest 62 you could ever imagine because he's probably not 62. Now he's laughing. But he's a neighbor. He comes on the show every once in a while. He's obsessed with Disney theme parks. I think we could say that, right? And he he also he's done some other stuff, but he's gonna I'm just gonna turn the mic over to Ray. So uh, hold on one second, uh, and we'll shift seats here. Hello, hello, everybody. This is your friend Ray. I'm so glad to be on. Little Andy, little Scooter, has me on the show. He said he said such nice things about me. I just said, oh, oh, but still, my heart, this guy. When I met him, he, I mean, he was in a bit of trouble. He was having some hard times. But I saw something in this little Andy. He doesn't like me. The pod boy, we could call him. I think that's what Bernie the Butterfly likes to call him. You see, that's my Bernie the Butterfly. And little Andy, he was like, uh, the spark had gone out, I think, in his, you know, was in to see the spark relit in this young man. And one day I do hope that you have what I have, because you know what, my friends, and this is your friend Ray, it's so good to meet you, there's new new people here listening to the show I've heard, and so it's just an honor to be here, to be able to, to, to talk to you all, and I'll talk a little bit about myself, and then I have an agenda, you know, to put you to sleep with me yammering, you know, but this little Andy... You know, he was a little bit lost. The spark had gone out. I think he had kind of said, oh, but why bother? And even your friend Ray, I said, hey, kid, you know, he would just give me this look. I'd say, what, are you bringing out the garbage, huh? And I meant it in a both a serious and a metaphorical way. And he would say, yes, the rays of his. Or he'd just say, you know, he he does a lot of nonverbal. He would nod this very hard nod he would give me. And then he would walk back down his driveway. And one time I said to him, and you should have seen the look, I said, one day we're going to be friends, my friend. And he didn't get, he just, he, he said, he said, uh, but then other times, you know, he was inconsistently moody, I would say. Oh, I guess that's just moody. So I would see him and I would be out enjoying the sun or even enjoying the stars of the moon all the clouds, and I, you know, just out, out outside uh, saying, hello, world, this is your friend Ray, I love you so. He- hello, birds, hello, tree. Oh, the flowers, you know, it's called living life. And sometimes he would cross paths with me, and he'd be in a wonderful mood, he'd have a little bit of funny things to say. And, you know, I can't speak for his journey, but, uh, you know, oh, this podcast has really changed him. He is, you people that listen, the kind things you say to him and the fact that you just fall asleep to him. Oh, it means the world to him. And he just, he's so filled with gratitude. And I know he's like a rock within an island within a rock on a frozen tundra. In a frozen lake, you know, where the, his heart is frozen within all those things. 
But I think that's all starting to melt, my friend. So we'll, we will see. But I got to tell you how much I appreciate you because you really saved his life, all of you. And you wouldn't, you know, collectively and individually. So, and I know you say those things to him. Oh, thank you. You know, and that's what the, the wonder of gratitude and kindness that I've tried to tell him as we've, you know, I said, just give it a smile, Scoots. They said, you're grinding your gears, you're grinding your gears, trying to control the world. And But anyway, th- this is your friend, right? You know, I, 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 I got more time. I get, I get him in my free time. Uh, so not like you, we have to wait around for the podcast to come out. But uh, So I'm his neighbor, Ray. As he said, my name is Ray Perkins. And I'm, uh, you know, I may or may not be 62 years young. Oh, boy, but I don't even, age to me, just meaningless, you know. I say, hello, morning, uh, good night, night, and I give the night a kiss. And I say, I might not even go to sleep tonight because I just want to hang with you. Uh, but your friend Ray's here, you know, to share, and, and, and this was all an experiment. I don't know when the first time I was honored to come on the show was. Uh, but, you know, Scooter, he likes he likes theme parks, he likes rides, and he likes Totem, the theater of the mind or whatever, and getting in the zone, you know, that's what I do at theme parks. And, you know, that's the case, you know, because so, sometimes I'll go to see movies with Scooter, and he is a big movie fan, and I am a movie fan. We're imagination fans, and I know you're here because you're the same way. And so that's why I love these Disney parks. And I know the company's not perfect. Believe me, I'm not a I'm not an apologist. And I'm not a Pollyanna. And I know these things that are incredibly expensive, and the playthings for the first world, you know, for us in the first world, you know. So I take all of it. With take everything I say with a grain of salt and a grain of sugar, a dash of sugar and a grain of salt, or however you would choose to 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 describe it. You know, you you but but your friend Ray, I love these Disney parks. Oh 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 my goodness, I love going uh, to a Disney theme park, and I like to immerse myself. And so, if you're new here, I'll just lay out a couple things. I have a couple things: a sunscreen, that's rule one. Uh, comfortable shoes. Uh, if you've never been to one of these theme parks before, you do you do an obscene amount of walking. So, you know, do some walking before you go. You know, so walk in a couple, if you can do, if you're going tomorrow, so walk, you know. But, you know, get get up and get walking, you know. Because then you'll be enjoying it and you won't be like, oh boy, this is killing me, this walking. Uh, so you need you need sunscreen. You need comfortable shoes that are worn in. You know, no, don't buy new shoes before you go. You get blisters. Uh, you need a nice hat. Uh, you need you need to take your patience, a double dose of patience, because you know everybody's on vacation, and we all know money's tight and time's tight these days. So, you know, people can take the vacations very seriously. If you've ever seen little Andy and his family on vacation. Uh, they have a, follow, a philosophy, a hurry up and have fun. That's the philosophy. Uh, so those those are some things. Now, some specifics with the theme parks. These are the Disney parks. You got Walt Disney World over there in Orlando, Florida. And I know a lot of uh, letters have come in. When's Ray going to Harry Potter land? And I say, I'm working on it, all right? I, I cannot talk or disclose but so, you know, within the next uh, six to eight months, uh, Ray should be reporting for you from these Harry Potter places, ideally. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've shared a couple little uh, theme park tips uh, as your friend Ray, and people have taken me up on them. So I want to share them again for anybody that's new. If you go into these parks, uh, you know, they're intense. And we're, tonight we're gonna we're gonna go to the one of the parks in Anaheim. In Anaheim, California, you have Disneyland and California Adventure. Now they're a little bit more calmer than the ones in Orlando, you know, because it's hotter there and it's bigger. But but either way, when you go to the park, and this is a tough thing when you're on vacation, so it depends on your own personal priorities. But Ray, I'd like to get there when the park opens. You know, unless I've had a busy, busy evening before or something, you know, I like to be there 
I go to the park for a little while. It doesn't get busy for a few hours. I go back to my hotel. I take a take a tub, a shower. I go for a swim. One of the, you know maybe I do a little exercise, a little sauna. Uh, but without a doubt, your friend Ray likes to take a little nap. You know, we get a little nap and it all pull the ho- you know hotel covers over my head. Blast the AC, you know, put on the dark blinds, and I sleep for an hour or two. And especially in Orlando, then you go back. But, you know, Anaheim can get hot, too. And then in the, you know, late afternoon, early evening, you go back to the parks, you have dinner. It's a little bit cooler. And you do some things, and you see the fireworks or one of the shows, you know. Uh, so, and I think that's all for my tips. I would say if you do those things, you know, take a nap in the middle of the day, get there when it opens, then you can go on the rides that would have lines all day. Uh, you know, that that's it from your friend Ray. Okay, so my friends, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about California Adventure, which is this park uh, down in Anaheim across from Disneyland. And it's literally across from Disneyland. Now, those of you that have heard my other things, it's mostly about the Disney World because I made a couple trips there a couple of years ago. Uh, but the difference between Disneyland and California Adventure and the, or Disney World is it's literally you walk out of Disneyland and it's about two football fields and you're in the California Adventure. So that is a nice option to have. And now, my friends, maybe one time soon I'll be talking about Disneyland. I, I'm not sure. But a California Adventure is this. Uh, now, your friend Ray, you know, I, I don't like to play favorites. But this park here is, is a, well, it used to be a hidden gem. It was this maligned park. I think because uh, people had certain expectations and the Disney Corporation, you know, had an expectation of making a bunch of money. And so initially it wasn't very successful. Now this was, uh, Ray had not gone, uh, let me, uh, I'll do some rambling and then I'll get to a point. But uh, I did not, I'm not sure when it opened. I don't really know any facts about the park, but it had opened and then I think they had tried to do it inexpensively and it kind of languished for a while. And at some point during the languish, but after it had been open a while, I said, well, let me go down to this, let me have myself a little California adventure. Uh, But then within the last four, five, six years, the Disney people said, you know, this park needs a little bit of a remodel. And so they did this large remodel, and they remodeled a lot of things and refancified some things. Uh, they put in one of the most amazing shows. Your friend Ray will tell you about this show. It's the best show, I think, in all the parks, uh, the Disney parks. But then they put in Causeland, which is this amazing place. Now, one thing is it made it a lot more busy. This park is now a much busier place, but it's fine because uh, this, you know, they know about the crowds and things. And you just got to remember to stay calm, you know, when you're at these places. Uh, but, you know, Ray's memory is not perfect, but I think I'll take you there, if you don't mind, and kind of describe to you my early memories of this California adventure. I think I may have, may have gone once or twice. Oh, so so what I think I'll do, you, this is, Scooty just called me in the other room. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he, and he he said, Ray, would you like something to drink while you record the show? And then he said, I, I prefer, he, he, I don't think he's ever told any of you this, but Scooter prefers to drink. Now, now you know, he he has this thing with Trader Joe's, you know, where he was chasing after Trader Joe's. And he's always telling me, oh, have you seen the pro? And he said, I have such a, you know, great. Well, I always see, he never tells me that. I say, Scooter, how's Trader Joe's? And then he was there, uh, and then when he's, you know, I always get him when he's distracted, when he's taking out his groceries, they say, what is so, uh, how, how are things going over there? And I can see his, uh, and as I say, oh, do you have a little crushy poo on someone working over at Trader Joe's? Uh, but anyway, he just brought me a drink because he like, he says he swears by this Trader Joe's uh, coconut and aloe water or something. It's a drink. He only drinks it when he's recording the show. He doesn't, he says, that's when I drink it, when I'm recording the show. 
Uh, so anyway, he brought me a drink. So that was nice. A little, little Andy's bringing me a drink. But so California Adventure, it's across the way from Disneyland. Now you might say to yourself, why is it called California Adventure, Ray? And I would say, great question, everybody. That, and I think that is one of the issues they experienced when they first opened this place. It's in California Adventure. It's called California Adventure. And you say, you know, I kind of, when I go to a Disney thing, I expect a little more, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if this was pre-Eisner or post-Eisner. I'm not sure. And, you know, Ray is not, you know, I don't live in the world of absolutes around Michael Eisner or anybody else. Uh, so you don't got to say, you know, I, I, see the, I see the world in the shade of beautiful, wonderful colors. But if you get into this thing, I say, well, it's all gray to me then. You know, I'm not going to say uh, good things or bad things about Michael Eisner. But I, I was not sure why they would call it California Adventure. Uh, but I'm sure the people that worked on it worked very hard. And, and the idea is, and if you think about it, you say, okay, Ray, well, it's not going to have Mickey Mouse and those things. And this was before they had purchased Pixar or, you know, and way before Lucasfilm or Marvel, uh, which are going to go down as two of the greatest. Uh, well, you see three acquisitions or mergers or whatever you call these things. In the history of corporate business, you don't get any bigger than those three things. Uh, but so, uh, okay, so California Adventure, it's made based on the uh, uh, real and the, the law of California, the state of California. So you have different sections of the park uh, themed to different historical, uh, they have like a little Hollywood section and this is just the first time I went there. I did not go when when I would open, but then it has like a a forest type section, a, like a air desert section. It has a bug section. You know, every every place has got bugs, but that's the children's part. Uh, it has an old boardwalk, seaside amusement section, and then I think it has. Uh, yeah, that might be it. It has a little San Francisco Fisherman's Wharf place to eat. Uh, now, when before they remodeled the park, let me walk you through uh, before and after. Because they have, you know, these Disney parks a lot. And most of the time they have a Main Street, right, where you can do your shopping. And you can buy your sundries. You can buy toys and T-shirts. You used to buy film and cigarettes back in once or once in a blue moon ago. Uh, but mostly where you're buying your souvenirs, you know. And when the park first opened, I don't, oh, okay, I remember now. It had a big, big letters that said California. And then you'd go, you could take your picture with those letters and then you'd go through the turnstiles. And there's a bridge for the monorail that was like the Golden Gate Bridge, I believe. But like a small kind of chintzy version, which I, I never I never very much appreciated. Now, I'm not sure if that's still there or not. But it, when you first walked into the park before they remodeled it, on both sides of the main street, it, it was not perfectly designed. But it had these wonderful murals, these murals of... Uh, Oh, no, that's the wrong thing. What are those things called with the little tiles you make? The little broken pieces of tile. For some reason, I cannot remember. Uh, but it had this beautiful mosaic. That is the word. This beautiful, huge mosaic murals. Oh, and may, I can picture Mary Blair if she could have seen these things. They were very, very impressive. Now, I don't know what happened to them. Maybe they're gone. And I believe, now, now I just remember being impressed, I don't remember the details, but I think it was mostly, you know, the history of California and the wonder of California. Uh, but then beyond the murals, like the stores below, I don't think it was perfect with like the traffic flow. And so other than the murals, it was kind of a blah street. And then as you got to the end of the street, I think there was a couple sun sculptures but there was no, now, now the, the theme park designers, they use this term, not, my, not your friend Ray, but they call it a weenie, you know. And it's something when you go to the theme park, you see it in the distance. And it says, hey, come over here. You know, they didn't have a weenie there. 
Uh, like in the Disney parks, you have the castle, you know. Or in the animal kingdom, you got a big old tree, the tree of life. In Epcot, you got the ball. Uh, in the MGM studio thing, you got the main Grammans Theater. And in this one, you had nothing, you know. Uh, so in the remodel, they, they, they fixed that. So you'd go down the street, but there was murals. Uh, but I think one of the things was it was set in the present day. And so that was the first thing they fixed. When they redid the park, they they made it look like Hollywood in the 19, you know, in the heyday of Walt. So they built this beautiful theater with a big tower that's a weenie uh, based on the Carthay Circle Theater. I don't know if that, that's what they called it, the park. I don't know what the one in Hollywood is called. I don't know if it's called the same thing. Uh, but that's your weenie. It's this beautiful, beautiful, old-fashioned-looking building. It says, hey, come on down and see us. And then the main street, you know, it has, uh, you know, shops and things in the exterior seem to that period, 1930s, I'd say, or 40s. I'm not sure. And then now they have old-fashioned streetcars and, and things like that. Uh, so it really gives you a sense of place instead of having beautiful, beautiful murals, which was good. But you say, what, what am I in the present day? I could go to freaking uh, Six Flags and be in the present day. Uh, so for Ray, this is a positive. Other than losing the murals, I like to be immersed and I say, okay. And then that, now when you get to the end of the street, not only do you have the theater, which is a couple of nice restaurants, and you got a place you could get ice cream, you got coffee, and you got places you could buy your sundries. Uh, but they also have this little plaza there at the end of the street where you can see not just one, but two shows. Now, Ray loves his shows. And one is like a jazz singer with a backup band. I think it's called like uh, uh, Five in the Dimes or some something. I'm not sure, but it's this lovely young woman with a beautiful voice and then backup singers. And then they also have a show because they have an old-fashioned Los Angeles-style streetcar with the newsboys, like a newsies-style musical show with these young men uh, hanging off the car and singing and dancing. And, 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 and the, you know, they don't go on at the same time. So that's like, oh, you know, moving. I forget what they call that, but, uh, you know, the motion Kinetic motion, I think, is cool. And so that is exciting. Now, my friends, when you get to the theater, you also see another weenie, which is this mountain. It looks like a wolf, I believe, or a bear. I think it's a bear, a grizzly bear. It's made out of rock like you'd see in Yosemite or something. And I think it's called Grizzly Peak, and that has water coming off it, and it's surrounded by greenery. And when you get to this spot, you have choice. Like a lot of these Disney parks, you can go right, you can go left, or you can go straight. And your friend Ray, I'm torn on where to take you first, because I don't know if I'll have time to take you through the whole park. But this would be your same choice when you first came into the park, you know, either, either the earlier park or the older park. It would just be a lot quieter. Uh, back in the day, there would be, you know, a lot less people. So let me just talk about that, because one of the things Ray loved when there was less people was they have this Pixar parade uh, during the day. And when the first few times I went there, you know, I, I could have myself a little drink and I have myself an ice cream. And the Pixar parade would come by. I wouldn't have to worry about where I was going to sit a stand because there wasn't that many people. And now you got to kind of find a spot, a jockey for a spot, but it's not that big a deal, my friends, you know. And then they also used to have the main, the old-fashioned Main Street Electrical Parade from the old Disney parks, the old-fashioned one, and it was it's a, such a fun thing. Uh, so that was very exciting as well. Uh, so those were two nice things back in the old days, but now they have a Pixar parade still, which is very good. And that happens in the late afternoon, and that's a lovely thing, so you should check that out for sure. Now, if you're arriving at the beginning of the day, like Ray would, you know, but I'm taking you on a leisurely journey, you know, of imagination. Uh, but if you were there when it first opened, you would probably just go and you'd wait in line. 
And then you would go to Claw's Land to ride the radiators, the cause ride, because that gets very, very busy because everybody wants to ride it. It's a fun ride. And that's based on the movie Cause. So you could go check that out. If you're first thing, well, you get a pass, a fast pass for that, but you, you also have to wait in line for that. Or you could split your party up and one person gets the fast pass as everybody else goes and rides the ride. And the other most popular ride is at the back of the park. It's a Toy Story ride in 3D where you, you interact. Uh, I think maybe I've talked about it before, but, but that can get busy. Uh, but since you're here with your friend Ray, you say, well, geez, Ray, what are we going to do? Should we go left? Should we go right? Or should we go straight? Now, I'd say, my friends, oh, that is a tough question. I would say, well, any, many, many, mo, you catch a mouse by the toe. If he howls, let him go. Any, many, many, mo. Oh, dear, it went straight. I was either hoping for left or right, to be honest, uh, my friends. But let's go straight. So you go straight here and you walk past the, the Carthay Theater. It's this big off-white structure with tile and you can see people eating out on the balconies. And as we pass that on the left, the, the Grizzly Mountains on the right, it's got water sounds and greenery. And then we'll go up here. And then and, and coming up on our left is uh, Bugs Land. And in Bugs Land, it's a nice little place. You get, you got a 3D movie, Tough to Be a Bug, with the characters from the movie A Bug's Life. And that's a very fun, interact, you know, one of those 3D movies with stuff. You know, where it's like a 4D movie, I would say, my friends. And so that is worth checking out. And then they have a little kids' rides there for the younger kids. But all the kids, you know, I'm not sure of the age limit. And I wouldn't say go there at the beginning of the day, but at some point go in and check in. Now, you also know that nowadays they have all these applications where you can check what the wait times are. And that makes it nice. Say, oh, there's no wait over there for the ladybug ride. Let me go do the ladybug ride. Uh, and then they have, you know, so they have a little ladybug ride. They have a little ride where you ride around in walnuts. That's like a kind of like a tiny uh, wheel, what else called, wheel of fortune or whatever those things have been. And then they have, uh, they have a little mini roller coaster for the little kids. A couple other things. It's worth checking out. And it's beautifully themed, so that is another nice... So so that is the Bugs Land. And then you'll also see on the right as we pass the Bugs Land, there's a very nice restaurant there. I don't know what it's called. And they have wine there, and they have a little lounge that you could sit on and people watch. Now, poor Scooter, he can't go to these places anymore. Uh, so I don't tell him, but I love to just sit up there and, and have myself a, a little drinky-poo and look down there. And do a little people watching at some point in the day when I need a little distance, you know. Uh, and also, now, if you, if, you, if you do like to have a little drinky-poo, you go over there at, at right around dusk because there's the cause land. It's right across from it. And right at nightfall, at a certain time, you can ask one of the workers, the wonderful workers at these parks, and they'll tell you they'll turn on all the neon that the, the wonderful Pixar people, Lasseter and all those people, have designed this cause land. And it is an amazing place. I don't even know if we should go there on this trip, my friend. Maybe I'll take you there. So, But maybe that'll be another trip. I don't know. But if you keep walking past the cause land. So the cause land is new. And there's actually three ways to go in there. You could go in there here on the left and you see a little made of... I guess we'll go into Causeland, maybe in more detail another time. But as you go in here from the left, you you go in, you got a little Matus, a little Mater ride where you ride in little, uh, I think Matus sings, and you ride in little pickup trucks. And it's a fun little ride uh, for kids and families, and you can laugh a lot. And it features the comedy singing of the cable guy. What I think that's his name. What's his name? Cable guy? Or whatever the comedian is that plays Mater. He's a very funny guy. And then on the right across from Mater, you have like the shimmer of the shops from the movie. So you have the uh, hippie guy and the military guy. And I think you can buy some treats and some, uh, some what do you call them, uh, uh, souvenirs. And then as you keep going further, you get the... Uh, 
the motel from the show is on the left. Now, it's called the Cone. You see, this is where Ray, but it's, you know, the Cones, the uh, Cone Hotel or something. And usually you could meet, uh, and, and the whole thing is seen. There's signs everywhere, and, oh, it looks like you're literally in Cosland. And I'm not kidding. I don't know if there's a place in the Disney parks where you're so immersed. You Like, you are literally, and you can see uh, the cars, uh, Race of Five, what is his name? I'm not good with these things, my friends, but... uh uh, Buddy, is there a character named Buddy? I don't know. But so you go in and you could go to the Cone Motel, but instead of staying there, which I always think would be nice to sleep in the park, you know, but they have different cones that sell things in cones. So you could get a, I think there's a waffle cone sandwich. I got churro, a cone of churros with some dipping sauce. That was nice. I think you could get a, probably some sort of ice cream cone at one of them. Uh, and it probably for breakfast too, but I don't know. So that is the Cone Motel. And yeah, like I said, you can meet some characters there. I've seen the car and made us there sometimes and their eyes move. It's the car and they move and talk to you. You take your picture with them. It's very nice. And then on the other side is uh, Flo's V8 uh, restaurant. And that's a nice sit down I think you order, I don't know if you have a waitress, but it's a nice little restaurant. And you, 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 they have good food there. I've never eaten there, so I can't say, but I, I hear good things. Uh, but by the time you get there, you're in the heart of Radiator Springs. I mean, you would not believe. you got the Leaning Tower of Tires and Luigi's Shop, and you have Flows, and you have all these signs. And then in, in the distance, you see the Cadillac Range. And that's where the cars ride is. And you would not believe it. it is just so, so impressive. Uh, in so much detail, this little mountain range they've built there with the force perspective. And it has all the details from the show. And that's where the cars ride is. And you go for It's one of those rides that is both fun and it has scenes from the movie. And I will not spoil it for you, but to say it is worth the wait. Or worth getting there when the park opens so then you don't really have to wait. Uh, so that is the Cosland. And, you know, there, there's tons of things to shop for, so many photo opportunities. And, and during the day, it looks like one thing. And then at night, when the uh, neon lights go on, it looks like a whole nother thing. And I guess they had another ride with floating tires that they closed down. And I think they're about to replace that with another Mater type ride. And if you take a left, when you get to the harder Radiator Springs, you can go down to, uh, you can work your way back to Bugs Land, which is nice. Uh, but otherwise, you could just spend some time in there and look at the details. That's what your friend Ray would tell you, is just uh, uh, let yourself be immersed and uh, look around and read the signs, because there's so much thought went into it. And you could just pretend you're a tourist. You could pretend you're a vehicle. Uh, just don't collide with anybody, you know. And that you're there for cause, land. And have yourself a snack. Have yourself a meal. Have yourself a smile, you know. Uh, that's what you're there for. Uh, so, my friends, that is... Uh, co- that's, but now, the thing is, you now, you could go and you look at... Uh, you can start looking at the Cadillac Range. And they even have little... Uh, like almost like pullouts where you could look at the range and they have little signs identifying the different mountains in the Cadillac Mountain Range. And if you walk along the side uh, behind Flo's V8 Cafe, which is, you know, modeled after the gas station there, and there's some nice seating out back and you can watch the people on the cars ride. Radiator Springs Races, that's the name of the ride. And you can go, and then you can work your way, and we're going to exit a different way. You kind of bend around, and you go through this little arch. And if you look back through the arch, that is a great place to have your photo taken, because you'll have the range behind you, and it's just this, oh, it's just good. But then you come out into this plaza, and you're in the Fisherman's Wharf section. And this is another good place to eat, and if you like a beer, they have a little beer truck. But they also have, like, different uh, 
They have uh, uh, bread bowls uh, and sourdough sandwiches with sourdough bread. Uh, they have a, a Chinese-style restaurant. And then they have some um, a Mexican-style uh, restaurant with real good chicken. I like the chicken there. And I believe they even have a little tour of the bread, how they make sourdough bread. But it's just this nice big plaza. There's tons of places to eat. They have a female... Uh, they have a female mariachi band that performs, and they are wonderful. I cannot think of the name of the band right now, but it is so good. And then, you know, they put on a show, and they have the mariachi outfits. And I don't know if they're trumpets or trombones, and and they sing, and they do a dancing, and they'll sing Happy Birthday. And they'll go around the plaza, and they probably perform six times a day. So that is just a wonderful thing to see. And so that's your little Fisherman's Wharf section. You can get a lot of pictures there. But now we're going to go to Ray's favorite place. And I don't know why it's my favorite place, my friends. Uh, but you, you cross over as you exit Fisherman's Wharf. You're going to take a left and you go over this bridge. And you have a nice view there. And then there's a giant uh, fun wheel. What are they called? Uh, Ferris wheel. Humongous. I think they call it the Mickey's Fun Wheel. And then they have a roller coaster that looks like an old wooden roller coaster. It's a metal roller coaster. That's called California Screaming. And I think they've, like, uh, remodeled this place a few times. But it's meant to be, like, a Victorian era now, I believe. Uh, or a 19, you know, turn-of-the-century boardwalk. And I, I don't know why I love it so much, my friends. Because it, I think it gets a little derided or something. But, uh... I like they have like this California style uh, boardwalk music playing. And they have a little restaurant that I had dinner with little Andy at a lunch where they have, you know, and other people, young people, you know, children, where the princesses come and, and they talk to you. I think it's called Ariel's Restaurant or some such thing. And no, Ray's never d d dated a fake character. Just so people, well, oh no, wait, I did date Belle one time. A woman who played Belle, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't do, you know, they're trying to work. It's not Ray's business to talk to people that are trying to do the jobs. Uh, so Ray just goes there to see the delight on the young people's faces. So that that is always fun. It's expensive, though, expensive place to eat. Uh, but to get to see a young kid, you know, interact with all the uh, princesses from the movies. Now, some people might say, oh, boy, Ray. And I would say, oh, boy, Ray, with you. You know, you, it's a parent's job and, and, you know, it takes a village to, to build a child or whatever. So we are, we're all responsible for teaching them uh, things that are going to give them healthy self-esteem. But imagination is also, you know, balanced with... Uh, you know, real role models. I, I hear what you're saying, you know, but, but a little fantasy, uh, as long as it's balanced out, I, I understand you could be objecting to that. You know, because as I said, I have, you know, a little bell, you know, bell related. But anyway, let's keep moving. So you pass the Ariel's, there's a place you can get treats and ice cream. I think there's character artists. Uh, they even have, at uh, one time at the holidays, Santa Claus is dressed up in, like, a Hawaiian shirt. That is always funny for Ray. And Andy will say, you're going to sit on Santa's lap? And I say, with you, my friend, I will. And then Santa says, oh, no, not both of you, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, but then you could go down and you can go on the roller coaster. And it's a nice little roller coaster. It goes pretty fast. And it goes upside down. So that is fun. And then they have a a, a, a marine tra a Triton's fair. What are those things called? Uh, Merry-go-round. Now it's not a. It, it, again, I said, what are they? It's a nice little merry-go-round, which you feel like they were trying to save some bucks because it doesn't have anything antique about it, you know. And I think you know, your friend Ray, you know, when you're gonna do a merry-go-round, at least do some faux antique, you know, with like a music machine. It has some beautiful paintings and some beautiful sea cat creatures you could ride on. Uh, but I, I say, when she's couldn't she do couldn't she done a little bit more? And I think this part of the park is going to be upgraded at some point, from what I hear. Uh, but then you go down there, 
And those are the things. There's a set of restrooms if you need to go behind the uh, carousel. Don't go behind the carousel. You know, there's restrooms there. Uh, but then if you pass through, there's places to get some fast food type things. Then you have the Toy Story ride, which always has a line. There's uh, Mr. Potato Head out front that's interactive, and he kind of talks to everybody. He's a carnival barker. And the Toy Story ride's in 3D, and it's like a, a fun ride, interactive. I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, but it's definitely worth it three or four trips if you can find it when it's not a big ride. Which your friend Ray will tell you, just go when the first park first opens and go on the popular rides, and then you don't got to worry about it. I don't know if they have Fast Pass, but you could always check an app, you know, and say, oh, there's only 20-minute wait, let me go on that ride. Uh, so that's that ride. Then you can go on the Ferris wheel, which is a wonderful thing. It is a giant Ferris wheel. And it has the cars that swing back and forth. It also has static cars if you don't like to swing. But, you know, I always feel like an action star or about to be an action star when I'm in one of those things. So I like that. Then there used to be one of those rides where you get shot up really fast, but they closed that down. And that didn't feel like a very Disney ride anyway. And then as you keep walking, and it's all along this beautiful little fake lake, you know, that Ray, Ray loves that kind of scenery. But if you keep walking after the Ferris wheel, it kind of quiets down. I think there's a swing ride, uh, or I know there is, made after Fantasia. That's fun, you know. Uh, just like at Box of All Our Youth, where you get in the swing and it spins you around. And, you know, your feet are swinging freely. But behind the swing ride is this another area to eat. And I'll tell you, folks, this is my favorite place in the whole park, I think. There's tons of places to sit. It's all covered, all outdoors. And they usually have, like, a big band playing live music. And it's a quiet, tucked-away spot. And then they have, like, a lot of different food options. They think they have a pasta place. They think you could get pizza, but, you know, the pizza at the box is not always good. And then they also have, like, a Mediterranean-type uh, option with, with uh, you know, with, with, with some shish kebab-type things. So then that is always nice, you know, to have something that has a little bit of rice and... Uh, you know, maybe some baba ganoush, and, you know, Ray loves to say baba ganoush. And, you know, now the nice thing about this uh, board, boardwalk is, you know, when the when the lights go down, then they have those, now they're newfangled, but they look old-fashioned, those beautiful white lights everywhere. And it just takes you away, gives you a sense of place. So what Ray loves that. So you could have a nice meal there, and then there's a restroom and then you could proceed along the banks of the lake a little more. And there's more old-fashioned uh, seaside rides, you know. Uh, there's a goof, goofy-themed, like, roller coaster ride. Uh, it says, oh, it's not bad. And it has Goofy. And who does not love Goofy? I, I for sure love Goofy. Your friend Ray loves Goofy. I'm a big Goofy myself. And then there's like a these old you know like a gel bouncing jellyfish ride and these silver things that kind of spin around ride, and I think I don't know there might be a couple more old fashioned rides and uh, and then if you keep going on the left, there's a place to buy corn dogs. I never got those; those were on my list, and I never did it. And then there's a little mermaid ride, which is like one of these old Disney rides. You sit in a clamshell. And the ride never the line because all the it's just one giant train of seats. So so there's always people getting on and off. And if you're with anyone that loves the Little Mermaid or you like to sing the Little Mermaid as I do, it's a great great little ride. It has the animatronic figures from Little Mermaid, Ariel and Sebastian, and who uh, was the woman the, the diva? She is so good. And uh, it's a nice little ride. It puts you in a good mood, you know, under the sea, uh, under the sea, you know, and uh, Kiss the Girl, all the good songs from that show. And you could ride that, since there's no line, usually maybe five minutes you'd be waiting, that, that you could go on that ride. 
Now, my friends, we don't, I don't think I, you know, I'm going over time here talking about this adventure, California adventure. We're having a nice little adventure. And usually your friend Ray is just taking, usually I'm not taking on a tour, you know, usually I'm uh, t- describing one of my trips to the park. Uh, but, you know, if if this was a day, we'd be pretty worn out. You know, that's a full day we just went through. But as your day winds down, uh, there's a show right across the street from this Little Mermaid ride. It's called World of Color. And it takes place on the lagoon. And I think you can get your fast ticket, fast pass tickets, you know, to sit in a certain section of stand. You actually stand for the show. Uh, but, oh, my word, this show is, it's beyond spectacular, ladies and gentlemen. And I saw it years ago, I think. Uh, but then I saw it just recently, maybe a year ago. And it was, I cannot believe it. It was before Star Wars came out. So, yeah, it was maybe a year ago, maybe nine months ago, uh, Ray was down there. And it's this show, it's hard to describe it, because if you hear it, you, you can't understand it. It uses uh, high-powered fountains and high-powered lighting and projection technology. I don't know if there's any, there's like a shooting fire all on this lake there. It's like, oh, a screen, water and mist screens where they're projecting in a water and mist. And they're projecting onto the rides with like this H. I do not, I, I could not believe how good it looked. And the wonderful Doogie Hauser, uh, what is that young man's name? I want to say Barney because that was the character he most recently played. But uh, uh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, he narrates the show. He is just a killer, you know. And he plays the foil to, you know, some of the Disney characters. And, you know, he's a lover of these uh, Disney things, so so it's a perfect person to have. Oh, uh, but you, you got to see it. Just uh, they're using all elements of the park. So it's like in about 5D, my friends. You have fountains going up uh, with, to set to music. You have mist. You have, uh, f- you know, shooting fire. Uh, you have sound effects, you have lights going on rides, and you even have these, I, I, do, I can't figure out how they're projecting, but they're proje- uh, you, you wouldn't believe it. i never seen anything like it, my friends. And that show, it, it, I can't, I can, it's called World of Color. I think I said that. It is so good, my friends. I, I was stunned, absolutely stunned. Your friend Ray was stunned. It was that good. Uh, my jaw was dropped. Uh, when I saw this show, and uh, not just from Neil Patrick Harris, you know, but it has all these things and it spans all the shows. I think Olaf goes in, there's singing, there's dancing, you know, there's Walt making a speech, there's pixie dust, all, everything. And then that just makes a way to end your night there. And I think that's a good way to end our night together, my friends. And maybe, you know, your friend Ray will come back again sooner uh, to finish out this trip to uh, uh, California Adventure. How's that sound? Okay. This is your friend Ray saying good night to you. Uh, good night. This is got a big box of board games here. I was going through. So thankful for these games. There's Audrey. That's a good one. This game is called Ahab's Wife. I said, oh, she's yeah. And then this one's uh, Jed, the Man Afraid. I said, that is a, sounds like a fun game. This game, I, at first I thought it was like a, a Cheers game. It's called Kelsey. But and I said, oh, no, no, it's a more it's more interesting than that. The game of the month is uh, Stacy with an I. And we have a Jonathan, uh, it's a ukulele-based game. A Lauren game, this investigating, investigation game. A Gina game, is it, is it, is it, is it, it's a game of positions. Uh, say, what's your position? Okay, well, I'll take this position, but holistically. There's a Jen game, that's a good one. A Carl game, that's my brother's favorite game, even though it doesn't have anything to do with him except for the name. 
Mohanad, that's another game. It's, 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 it's intellectual pursuit. There's a lorry game and a herald game. And they're both about pets, but they're different. And this game is called The Adventures of Miguel and Stephanie. And that's a nice game, too. And then there's another, this is an interesting one. It's, it's called Maggie and the Eagle. I don't know. And this one is a, a medieval game. It's called uh, Renee and the guys waiting in line. And this game is called Say Hey to Kimberly A. That sounds like a good one. And then this one, this game, I think it might be a Welcome Back Cotter spinoff. It's called Welcome Back Carly, the game. And this one, this is this game is called the shout out. The shout out to is it to Henry? They say that it sounds like a movie, and it's it's got a big smiling Henry on the cover. A shout out to Henry. And this one is called this is a game of skepticism. It's called Regina. A game of skepticism. They say that is a game for intelligent people. Uh, this one, I don't know if it's about uh, the game, the magazine, or the it's called uh, Ellen Cracked Up. It kind of has the same amount of symbols as Jimmy Cracked Corn. You know, Ellen Cracked Up also has Cracked in there. But Jimmy just Cracked Corn. I don't even know what the heck that means either. This is, this is a game, it's kind of like uh, that hippo, it's called uh, Alexandra and the Cluckers. And you're trying to get, I don't know if you're trying to feed the chickens corn. And this is a game of art. It's called Annalisa. I said, that's a good one. And this is a game, kind of like the operation game, but with neuroses, you take them out. It's called a Christopher B. game. And this is a children's, based on a children's book, a game for adults. It's called, uh, Andrew in the bedtime story, and it's got it's got a picture of me in there. I said that's cool. And this one's called Sama, and it looks like a fun game. I haven't read the. Uh, and this is called the Judas Judas Quest. This game Judas Quest. I don't know. I said I heard they were making a Galaxy Quest TV show, but without uh, the great Alan Rickman. I don't know. And this is a dating game. It's called Demetra and the Girlfriend. And I said, well, doesn't she have a name? And I said, well, you forgot to ask when you printed the game. And I said, oopsie. And this game, this one here is a Jennifer J game. It's kind of like Jumping Jacks, but without jumping or the jacks. This one's called Al in the URL. They say it's a modern game. And this one is a Catherine B game. You organize, it's like you run a beehive. I said, man, don't uh, tell uh, whatever that uh, freemium company is about that. Uh, they'll, they'll scoop that right up. And this one's a game of uh, your, your foreman, and it's, it's called the Wendy game. And he said, that seems like, yeah, I said, that's, uh, but again, again, I said, isn't that a freemium app now? And this is a game of growing up. It's called Matilda. I liked that one. And this one is interesting. This was called the anti-Brady game. Jan, the anti-Brady game. And this is, this is another out of the box. It's in a box, but it's an out of the box game. It comes in a box, so. I have some games that come in envelopes. I'd say they're out of the box. But this is called A Game for Winter, Summer. And then this one is called, this is another winter-based game. It says Fun in the Deep Dark Night it's by Betty. And this one looks good. Fun with Phrenology by Denny. I said, that could be a fun game. I wonder if it's educational where I'll learn Phrenology. And this game is called uh, The Funny Bunny. That looks like a good one. Uh, this game is not about the Teenage Witch, but it's called Sabrina. I'm going to have to read that. 
And this one's the Andrew game. But not this Andrew, another Andrew. And then this game's called the Elizabeth game. And I said, well, that sounds intriguing. I'm already intrigued. And this one's called Diamond Finder. It's Jennifer's Diamond Finder. I said, oh, that's interesting, too. And I said, that's it for the games. I'm so thankful for these games. And I thank you and good night. And that one, that's enough. There's like a, these board game reviews here. Uh, Texas Beck says this, this game, that she, uh, Soothing Boredom's a game. Mumble and stumble through stories and tangents, and you can fall asleep. Uh, sounds like a good game. Uh, this one is by MRGRN. Emergen works like a charm. Uh, that's the name of the game. I don't ever write reviews, but I feel compelled to for this gem. Sleep issues, board game issues. And playing, you know, small box and big box games. But this game makes me say zonked. Uh, it's great. Love the game. That's cool. Uh, this is a college counselor. And they, lo- they this is the game. Love it. Well, this is Lovick at two. Oh, no, this is Lovick with one exclamation point. I had never played a board game before, but a friend recommended this, and they love it. They like playing the character around the scooter drones. The games last about two weeks. It never feels like you get to the end because it's so good. And they fast-forwarded to the end. It's kind of nonsensical, like board game reviews and stuff. But they don't want to sound like a board game fanatic, but it's great. Uh, so if you have a tough time with other board games, you know, go for it. Great job. That was College Counselor. Then uh, DJC4123 is reviewing the board game called Love It with two exclamation points. And this is a positive. They say it's so boring. They're not even sure what the game's about. They say, well, that's, that's great. Uh, this is Nina J. She's reviewing a game, Miraculous. Now, that sounds like a riveting game. First time they've ever bothered to write a review. Wow, that's big time. This Miraculous sounds good. This game has made uh, my board game night so much better. Head to chime in. Possibly six stars. For countering, you know, the lonely and frustrating world of board games with a kindness game. So that's miraculous. And Nina J. Uh, this this by, by, by board game reviewers, the name sounds like a Crestwood Dash. That sounds like a game. But they review the podcast as a godsend. That must be a new game because, you know, podcasts, well, they've been around for a while. And, you know, they scoffed when they first heard of it. I mean, yeah, it's a big name for a, pod, a podcast get board game. It seemed ridiculous. But then they were like, you know, they wanted to play a board game at 3 in the morning, and then they did, and that was it. Incredible. Uh, over here we got uh, Escarvello 3, who says uh, they, they like this the best, best board game on iTunes. So it must be an app. Or maybe it's a board, you know, like one of those Monopoly uh, designed game versus what it, what you can accomplish. No finer board game. You want to you want to sleep. You want to toss the game, or you want to settle back and roll the die. Bravo! And they also play the game as a mystery bard. Uh, this uh, review is written by uh, Lily uh, Lily XD08, Sleep Saver. They can't go to sleep without playing a game of Sleep Saver. Uh, nighttime Lifesavers, Sleep Savers. Uh, and then this one is by Coast and Ostin. I like that. Coast, that should be a game. Coast and Ostin. This game is called Like. That's the name of the game. And they really like the game Like. That's cool. Uh, here's one, NJ, NJG Trafor or something. NJG Trafor Hire. Uh, they're reviewing the game awesome, and they love it totally. Uh, then Jet Echo, 
Jedekel, Jedekel. There does its job perfectly. That sounds like a that's a that sounds like a tough game. Incredible. They don't. Even, they can't even. Sometimes the game's so mind bending they don't even know what's going on. Incredible twice. That's cool. So thank you, all board game reviewers.